Welcome to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. We're your hosts, Shannon and Mary. Through working with the Akashic Records, we have become aware of our connection to the rainbow realm, the highest point in the universe, or the pinnacle point. We're here to spread the knowledge of the rainbow realm from the Council of the Pinnacle to help you awaken to the truth of who you are. We cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. So today, uh, Mary and I are going to talk about Atlantis and Lemuria, these two ancient civilizations, because they've been coming through for both of us, like, super strongly for probably, I don't know, like, two months. <laughs> and we've been receiving more and more information, and we've, like, been consuming information as well, notably from sites like Gaia. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys listen to Gaia or watch Gaia, but their stuff is amazing. Um, and some of the things that we've seen on there has been super activating and confirming of things that we've channeled as well. And essentially, we just want to talk about a few of the things that we've been receiving about these two civilizations, especially Atlantis. That's the one that's coming through super strongly. And we have a little bit about Lemuria. That one, I think, is coming. We'll, we'll probably have more about that hopefully soon. There is a huge amount of mystery about both of these civilizations in the mainstream. Like, I would say that most uh, mainstream scientists, and Mary, like, tell me if you agree with this, probably would contest the existence of Atlantis Lemuria. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's getting to the point where the evidence is kind of becoming overwhelming, I think. Um, and they're maybe going to concede <laughs> a little bit. But yes, absolutely. Because also I think them acknowledging that this existed is a little bit of a, maybe an ego burn or something, because we haven't ever gotten back to this point. <laughs> Technology-wise, scientifically, just evolution, in terms of evolution, everything. We still have yet to reach that point yeah <laughs> yeah it's that's so funny actually I totally think it's it's ego <laughs> that's so funny yeah because there's so many stories about Atlantis Atlantis specifically I feel like that's the one like all of us have heard in Lemuria or Mu it's also sometimes called Mu that one's a little bit less even less mainstream and that's because it's it's supposed to be even older and I felt that like when I remember about about Lemuria, it definitely feels like it's older. The landmass that was Lemuria is said to be, and there's evidence suggesting that it it was what is now the Pacific Ocean. And there's actually this whole book about it. There's this free PDF and um, online that was written in the 1920s, and we should link it in the show notes definitely. I've been reading it and it's so amazing. It's like super activating. It's like, of course, like, of course, this makes sense. But Lemuria, yeah, it's said to be, have been in like in the Pacific Ocean and it eventually sank. It was like a, a very volcanic continent. And so it moved beneath the water. Um, and as it moved down, basically what's now like North America and South America moved up and 
because it like they were like treated places like North America and South America were once underwater when Lemuria was um, above water. Now the parts that are said to be left of West Lemuria are like the Polynesian islands and Australia, New Zealand, and the very, very west coast of the US, like Oregon, Washington, California. Um, because according to this one book, there are fossils and plant species and such, and evidences, evidence that's been found of human life and technology that is only found on like the west coast part of the US and then these Polynesian islands in Australia and New Zealand and there's no other way that it could have like they date from so far back that there's no way that they, that could be unless they were once connected. Yeah, I it's so so cool to know that these energetic portals from these places still exist on our earth and in our current um land masses and everything. Kauai is also Um, a place that holds the energy very, very, very strongly of Lemuria. Um, And I have only been there once, but literally was crying the whole time because it felt like home (laughs) the whole time. So I definitely can attest to that. Um, Yeah, so Atlantis was originally supposed to be thought of as in the Atlantic Ocean, of course. There's, it's kind of cool, you can actually, many scientists and thinkers and people who really are looking for the evidence of Atlantis <laughs> are looking at sort of the um, geography and the the Atlantic Ocean and they can actually see like the outline of the continent and it's kind of um, again there's so many different thoughts about these two places um, the underwater above water thing sea levels all of that all of that is kind of there's so many theories about it but Atlantis um, is supposed to be rising again. Um, apparently that the content is actually coming back up um, is what I've been hearing and, and feeling. Who knows if that will fully come to fruition um, or if we'll ever be able to live on or anything like that. But it's just very cool to think about this landmass resurfacing at this time in history because it's so clear that we have so many connections to uh, the Atlantean culture and society as humans living on this earth now, and as souls that have lived in these times, um, we're being called to remember all that we learned in both of these civilizations, Atlantis especially, um, at this moment, we're being called to talk about because of the wisdom that these civilizations have to offer us and that they gained over the however many thousands of years that they existed because both of these civilizations were very established sort of ancient civilizations. They didn't come and go really quickly. (laughs) They had their own evolution, um, both of them. And it's actually this evolution um, in terms of Atlantis that we're going to be talking about quite a bit today because basically the evolution was one of devaluing and forgetting the importance of the divine feminine energy. That is sort of how we see and how the pinnacle sees our current state of affairs and the current energy um, in our earth plane and certainly in this country at this moment, an overemphasis and overvaluing of the fight of the masculine energy of the individual versus the collective 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we've seen, we've had past life memories that have come through about how Atlantis moved from honoring the feminine um, to at the end, like I have been having um, super, super vivid flashbacks to when Atlantis fell. And I think think it started on like June around June 1st like it was just around the time oh my god I didn't put this together it it was just about the time I believe um that George Floyd was murdered like just around that time before like right when all of the like resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement was just about to start and that weekend before oh my god it was yeah that weekend before I had my first flashback of an Atlantis fell and it was super vivid, and the, and I, I heard this message, and I went into the records, and I, like, asked, is this true? And I got it again that they said the world is, has been irrevocably changed. Like, it will never, um, ever be the same. And, wow, I didn't put that together until right now. <laughs> but that's what we're seeing. It's, it's basically we're going through our own fall, just like the fall of Atlantis, except that the difference is the fall of Atlantis literally destroyed Atlantis and literally destroyed all of the people. And there was also some geographic reasons at play, you know, um, because the island or the continent sank. But we're going through basically the same thing, but it's more of like a emotional, mental, spiritual, societal, ideological fall because we've gone too far into the masculine. And so now this is the time of the feminine. So we've channeled that this is the first time since since Atlantis that humanity has gotten to this point where we can actually truly ascend. That was the goal in Atlantis and it didn't work. We did ascend, humanity did ascend to a certain point because of course Atlantis had you know, great, amazing technology and um, there was definitely, definitely a spiritual aspect to Atlantis. But we didn't ascend, um, the rainbow souls um, did not succeed in fully creating the ascension at that time. And this is the next big awakening. Um, we've been channeling that it's actually even bigger than the awakening that we had the, the chance to make at Atlantis. So this is why this is such, like 2020 is such a crazy year because like really when we're feeling this awakening start to super kick into high gear. <laughs> And we're seeing that this like divide between the masculine and feminine shows up in so many ways. And so we can look at those ways and see like where we need to heal. Yeah, exactly. I think part of this is um, reframing our idea of these energies in and of themselves. And we talked a little bit about that. We started in on that when we were talking about the Christ consciousness and Mary Magdalene energy. But again, I think it's understanding these energies um, from a greater perspective and not um, in our three-dimensional way necessarily. So the way that we're understanding and the pinnacle has been showing us that these very masculine, anti-collective sort of (laughs) things are um, in existence right now are ideas, things like separation, like racism like labeling, over-identifying yourself as one thing, the struggle between people who have turned against each other, um, the struggle that exists within a collective that has divided itself into different sects, into different groups that then can't communicate with each other and can't 
necessarily even relate to one another because we've lost the connection of each other or the connection to each other as fellow human beings, as fellow beings, as fellow souls. We're instead stuck in this three-dimensional understanding of ourselves. This is really not the way, <laughs> this is really not um, the path to evolution. This is really not the path to ascension, um, to further go into these divides, to further go into ways of preventing ourselves from truly coming together as a collective and working together. In Atlantis, we really were in the collective energy. We really were able to create this synergistic collective force. And it lasted for quite a while, what we're going to say. But then there was a turning point and the continent sort of started to divide. And that is really when we've been told over and over and over again, that is really when the fall started to happen because the people became divided, right? And those that were looking to go within and continue to create for the sake of evolution, for the sake of ascension, became one side of the island. And those that were going inside and using their access to all of their energetic technology, you could call it, that they had accessed for, I guess you could say, service of self, or you could say they were starting to go into sort of these gray areas. And that's when these ideas of hybridization came in. And they started really doing things that were not in alignment with the principles that the continent was created upon, the collective was created upon, and this divide eventually became so, so, so strong. And they, the two groups sort of became more and more at odds with each other and more in opposition that basically that split and that division is what literally made the continent split in half and <laughs> sink into the ocean is sort of metaphorically what we've come to understand that this energetic divide caused an actual physical manifestation of a divide. And so that's really a huge part about of the lesson that comes from Atlantis is this idea of an individual versus a collective and how individuals can serve the collective and how the collective can serve individuals at the same time. There needs to be a balance between the two. Exactly. It's, it's unity consciousness, really. It's like remembering that we're all one. Exactly. So that's basically like the lessons um, that we've taken from what we've, ch what we've channeled and understood. And um, we're well, just going to share a couple of fun things that we've learned about the society that, that have come through in channels. Um, because there's also the things that we've channeled are, um, I mean, they're fun, but they're also like, they connect to everything that we're talking about as well. And it gives us ideas of where we're going. Actually, one of the things I'm going to start with, because this, I shared more about this today, so I'm just going to share it, is yesterday, actually, like this was super recently, I had a vision of um, Atlantis, of, of the town of Atlantis, and I saw that like people didn't eat, would never eat meat, would never eat animals, because we could literally talk to them. And um, Mary, like I definitely want to hear what you have to say about this afterwards, because I know you have a lot that connects that as well. 
but because we could talk to animals in Atlantis, um, we were basically, everyone was vegetarian, but the, what I received, what I channeled was that actually the reason that humans like still like me, <laughs> even though so many of us come from there, um, is because there were plants that grew in Atlantis that, that grew like essentially fruit or vegetables that literally tasted like what, for example, a steak might taste like today. And so humans got that taste from there. And of course, there are, of course, of course, there were humans living in other parts of the world who didn't have those kind of plants. But essentially, in Atlantis, no one would ever dream of eating an animal because they were the animals are have a consciousness that is so beautiful. I mean, if you have a pet, if anyone has a pet, like you know, they have the most beautiful consciousness. And I, I'm not here to um, to push any kind of of like diet on you, but just explaining this. Um, and I actually have like when I received this message, it kind of like percolated in my brain for a few hours, and then this morning. I saw an article about how there's been a new, a new flu strand identified in China in pigs that they say has the makings for another perfect pandemic um, of like another H1N1 swine flu, except um, might spread more. And they don't know if it will, of course, they just keep an eye on things like that. But when you think about all of the pandemics that have happened, it's like, 95% sure of this, I would have to look it up to be totally sure, so I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure every pandemic that, that has been recorded has had a start in animals, and it, most of it comes from, like, food production. I mean, that's how um, COVID happened. Like, it wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a meat market um, that people were at and um, selling food there, and so I was, like, channeling that actually that's going to be one of the big things that changes in this big paradigm shift paradigm shift is the way that we consume animals. I'm not sure. I don't feel like it's necessarily going to go fully away. I don't think everyone in the world is going to end up vegetarian or vegan. Um, but I do think that the time of mass factory farms, like I feel this very strongly channeled this very strongly. They are, they're ending. That will be a big shift that we're seeing. We see, and I hope it's soon. I think it will be soon. Like if there's another, pathogen that could have pandemic status like we need to wake up to that fact that we the way we treat our animals it's awful and yeah so that's what she went through is essentially like we're going to see that this changes and i really am so interested to see how this happens but we're gonna see it changes that if people want to eat meat like it's going to be you have to go to a farm you have to buy it from somebody local like it's going to be more expensive so we're not going to be able to eat meat like we have i mean we're not going to be able to go to mcdonald's and buy a burger for a dollar because that kind the way of raising meat in that way is unsustainable and that's one of those very masculine things like <laughs> i'm going on a bit of a uh of a tangent here but that's a very masculine thing is seeing animals as being subhuman as being beneath us as being something like creatures that don't deserve respect um, or oh yeah they do reserve, deserve respect but I don't want to like actually look at how they're treated so I'm not going to think about it and I'm going to say they deserve respect but I'm not going to actually do anything about it like that mentality and I had that mentality for for years so I'm not like pointing fingers at anybody but that mentality is is very individualist it's not collective um, and those are the kind of mentalities we're talking about that are going to end so yeah, exactly. Yeah, assuming that your actions don't affect the consciousness around you, 
you don't affect the person next to you, you don't affect the animal, the tree, the stream, the anything, right? Exactly. We all do. Like, it's just physics. Like, (laughs) if you look at quantum physics, uh, there's experiments that are so interesting to look at. And they, what's it called? It's like the the lights, the laser pointer. I don't know what it's called, but it's the experiment where they, they send light particles to the wall. And if they're looking at it, it like forms a particular pattern. If they're not looking, it forms another. Exactly. So the way that we all interact, like it, it, it matters. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're talking about really, really high level changes that need to be happening in our uh, personal opinions. Um, Yeah. But these are things that are happening is the point. Yeah, they're they're kind of um, in our three-dimensional brains, we think it's we think the world is stuck and we're not gonna change and we can't change and things are already established, but we're saying that it's time and it's happening. <laughs> and we're gonna be so much better off because of it. Yeah, like it's gonna probably be hard. I mean, yeah. this year has been hard so far, but it's also been great in some ways, like I mean, we've, we've like connected and create and created this podcast and connected with all this information. So there's good that's coming out of this. Like we're moving into the good, but I, I agree with this. I've heard this from lots of, lots of people that like these things are going to happen no matter what for all of us, it behooves us to work on all of our inner demons, all of our shadows so that we can jump on board and be on board with it because if we keep ourselves in the 3D, like if we don't want to grow into what's going to change or grow with it, it's going to be that much harder. Yes. So as we continue to embrace this new earth, embrace this idea of what our society, what our earth can evolve into and can become or re-become, um, or <laughs> remember, go back to we realize more and more that, again, our three, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the 3D versus the quote-unquote 5D consciousness on the earth right now. Our three-dimensional understanding of our earth, of what is possible to exist on our earth is so, 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 so limited. So one of the most beautiful things Um, in my opinion, about both of these civilizations, Atlantis especially, is that these creatures and these things that were thought to be mythical really existed (laughs) in those civilizations because, again, we had sort of met the consciousness, met the dimensional, we'd met the energy sort of, um, and so it was able to exist. It was able to be sort of come into the space and exist on those continents and in that reality. One of the really beautiful things that I have just recently remembered, and Shannon has as well, is that some people in Atlantis lived underwater, actually, and that they lived underwater amongst other creatures, right? Um, And so we know that, for example, dolphins are very, very significant to Atlantis, and they again, have wisdom that we currently don't necessarily acknowledge. There are also creatures that were a bit more mythical, like mermaids, that existed in the waters with us too. And I actually had this memory come through yesterday of me 
living underwater and like preferring to be there and um, my house and I <laughs> kind of could see it all happening, sleeping underwater. I could, you know, I'm like remembering sort of um, that that was just possible. Again, our idea of what was possible was so expansive. There were no limits to our society. There were no limits to what we could create, to what we could change, all of these things. Um, it just comes with an elevated consciousness. And, you know, going even beyond what life forms come from this earth, Atlantis also was sort of like a port. Um, it was like a hub for other intelligences to come and congregate at. And it's very, very so cool for us because um, <laughs> we nerd out on this stuff. If you look up paintings of Atlantis, very, very, very often, if you look in the sky, you'll see little ships in the sky flying in. The Atlanteans clearly had direct communication with alien intelligence. And, you know, we understand that there were also alien beings who took form and came to Atlantis and would live in Atlantis for, you know, a certain period of time. And they would come and go as they pleased, basically, because again, we had access to all of these technology of quote unquote time travel, space travel, all of those things. Um, we were able to do that very, very, very easily. And we did it with consciousness. And so as we continue to do it, we continue to evolve our society. And of course that in included our, star family coming through and helping us and supporting us in that um, just as they're doing so right now for us on earth. And one thing that's been really cool for me to discover um, and have downloads about is the Emerald Tablet of Atlantis. This Emerald Tablet, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of the myths, if you're familiar with them, you can absolutely go ahead and look them up. I'm not fully, fully versed in them. I do know that there is this, um, the god Thoth is believed to have received basically all of the metaphysical secrets of the universe. And then he inscribed it on this emerald tablet. It's like in the shape of this huge heart, this huge emerald heart. And he basically inscribed it in this heart and then they locked away the emerald tablet in Atlantis. And basically I think the idea is that the Emerald Tablet was some sort of generator for the society as well, because all of the information, all the energetic code was, in was um, encased within it. And it sort of allowed the society to um, remain connected to its roots and to source, spirit, energy, whatever you want to call it. That Emerald Tablet comes up in many other myths as well. And so that Emerald Tablet is actually very often called the Book of Life. And the Book of Life is actually the Akashic Records. So <laughs> just thought I would throw that in there. It was one of like the first downloads I ever received about Atlantis was through watching a Gaia video and someone mentioned the Emerald Tablet and immediately I knew, oh, those are the records. Um, so again, the records have existed forever. This information has existed forever. Rainbow Realm has existed forever. <laughs> All of this is the same thing. We're just playing it out in a different time in history right now. Exactly. Exactly. And this is our time really in history now to like really, really grow and really change and really, really learn these lessons. 
which is why there are so many conscious people and more and more and more awakening. And it's our, all of our jobs um, and calling and responsibility to awaken those around us gently. It doesn't have to be like <laughs> shoving something in their face and saying, you need to believe now, but slowly showing this to people and awakening because it's kind of like the Lyme energy, actually. I'm seeing this connection because, you know, we've talked about the Lyme energy is like, here's the great awakener. And that's why there are more people than ever with Lyme energy in the world. And that exists because we need all to wake up. And um, Lyme energy is, like we've said, a really, really powerful way to do that. Um, but also, you know, it can be really hard to kind of step out from underneath the shroud of Lyme, <laughs> as, it, as it were. And reminding people and helping people reawaken to this information is a, is a way that can really help people um, to awaken and to remember because it's, it's such a personal journey. And once you remember that you are connected, even when we can remember the depth of our connections, I think it makes it much easier for us all to awaken individually and then as a collective. And the last thing I just wanted to say to add in about Atlantis is that the people of Atlantis, not every single like person who lived on Atlantis is just gone, was just gone when the, the continent sunk. The Atlanteans are believed to have planted the seeds for many ancient societies such as, and the Lemurians actually, the Atlanteans and the, Lemur and the Lemurians are believed to have planted the seeds for ancient Egypt, um, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incans, the ancient Greeks, and others, I'm sure, like the ancient um, civilizations in Mesopotamia, um, on the ancient peninsulas and such. So the ancient peoples who still, you know, remember this, that there are, there, there is a lot of evidence that indigenous people and people who, ancient people who kept their ancient understandings remember this information. And so it's not that it's all lost, it's just that we're remembering it and we also can look, we can always look towards really the wisest um, souls who are on this planet and those are the souls who have not been corrupted by modern capitalistic money-driven society. Um, and of course we're all here for, like we all chose to incarnate in different places for different reasons, but um, yeah, there, there, are, there are lots of little hints to this information throughout history. And that's what we're gonna end with today. Uh, we'd love to hear, we'd love to hear what you guys think about Atlantis. We would absolutely love to hear if you guys have memories of Atlantis or if any of this is activating memories for you. Um, definitely let us know. We're gonna post um, a, a uh, post on our Instagram page for the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters and we'd love to start a conversation with you guys and know what you think about this so definitely head over there and let us know how this resonates with you and if you have anything to share with us and as always please if you love this episode please like rate review share with friends that really helps us so so much and we really appreciate that yes <laughs> This yeah. is just the first of many to come, but hopefully this, yeah, starts the engines, starts the... the wheels turning. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> starts the wheels turning. <laughs>
thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.